enlightening, informative, sexy, and fun. Welcome to Looking for Love with your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Dr. Lori will help you find the love you desire and show you how to have more love and passion in your life. Whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, married, or going through a breakup or divorce, Dr. Lori is here to help. This is Looking for Love, and here's your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Welcome. You are listening to Looking for Love and More, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and today we've got Melanie Hudson with us. Hi, Melanie. Happy Sunday, Lori. So good to see you today. Great to see you too, and today we're talking about a subject that has really been a recent part of my life, and I am noticing some things, and I wanted to talk about it, social media. And social media, people have different ideas maybe of what that is. Is this social media? What is social media? And what are the benefits? And why do people go to social media? And what are some of the problems or the things to be aware of if you use social media? And this is an important topic because it is such a part of our world, especially since the pandemic, because people are home more, people have more time. And I just have noticed some things as I'm using it because I'm creating a new website and a business and social media is important if you want to have a business. And I am finding it to be challenging emotionally, operationally. And I want to hear what your take is on it, Melanie. Do you use social media? I currently don't do a lot of social media. I do understand its importance, especially for getting yourself out there as a, a as an expert or someone who has a product or a service to offer. And me being a teacher, I want people to know that I have information to give. So I love the idea of using social media as a an inexpensive, if not free, mode of advertising. But personally, I don't post anything about my personal life. I don't feel comfortable letting people know where I was last night or what I had for dinner or things like that. That's just a personal feeling that I have. I like to stay private and behind the scenes, the real me. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, first of all, do people really care what you had for dinner, you know, right? <laughs> or where you went last night. And there are a lot of people who love to post all of the things that they're doing. They're kind of showing the highlight reel of their life. And it's all exciting. And they have these beautiful pictures of themselves. And they're basically showing us all how wonderful their life is and how happy they are. And I do think that the danger of us posting our highlight reels and all these wonderful things and showing how happy we are. First of all, it's not completely realistic. Uh, there are some people who are being more real now, but people who are just showing themselves with makeup on and nice clothes on and they're happy and they're traveling and they're eating wonderful food, it can really create a feeling of feeling less than when we compare ourselves. And it's not the whole picture. So it's one of the problems I think with social media, especially for young people. But I got to tell you, even myself, who I am not a young person, and <laughs> I feel pretty solid with who I am and my self-esteem and confidence is pretty good. Not that I don't have moments of insecurity. We all do. And I will tell you that there are moments when I am comparing not myself so much as 
my post. So I see other people posting things and even professionally, you know, like the way that they say it or the way that they do it. They know how to do it better than I do. And sometimes I have those moments where I just feel bad about my abilities or about my knowledge in the way to do it. You know, there's so many things that I'm learning. And the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. There's more to learn and there's more to learn. And I start to get frustrated. And I wonder why these other people are so good at it. And why am I not? And I start to feel bad about myself. I catch myself. I don't live there, but I feel that little moment of insecurity or feeling less than or feeling like there's something wrong. And I just imagine what that feels like for young people who this is their world and they are living on social media for the most part. And their self-worth, I think for many of them is determined by what they see and how they are being followed or liked or responded to. I mean, do you have any experience yourself with looking at social media and finding yourself feeling any kind of emotion? The emotion that I feel is awe of these people who are able to post so many beautiful posts. And yes, I look at them and I think, that's fantastic. How did they do that? How much time did they spend? Because I know that when I do a post, which is not frequent, it usually takes me about a half an hour to an hour, and I scrutinize every word, I plan it, I look for the perfect pictures, I write little little things to go with it, and of course I make sure that every detail on that written post is perfect, and I post it, and I'm like, oh my God, here I go, here I go. And feeling vulnerable, you know, which is that big thing that you do when you're in social media. And then I post it and then I see it getting buried uh, among trillions of other posts. First of all, I do know that it's a numbers game, but I also wonder, oh my God, does my post make any difference? When I see the amount of posts that these other people are doing and putting out there, I do look at them in awe and I do somewhat judge myself and I'm and I do think I better do more. I better get more posts up so people can learn more about me. And of course I want people to learn about me, not because I want to be famous or not because I think I'm so great, but it's because I want the information to get out there and I want people to have access to the information that I offer. So yes, I do have feelings about that and to the idea of young people feeling that they're inadequate with their posts, I can totally understand how they would feel lower self-esteem or less than when they compare their posts to their friends. So yeah, it's it's a big deal. So that's why we're talking about this. I don't think social media is bad. I think social media is an amazing tool that we have, like you said, for advertising, to help people, to get the word out. I mean, I do this, the podcast I love. I don't consider podcast social media. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but to me, it's a source of information. I feel the same way about YouTube. I feel like it's Mm -hmm. a source of information. I mean, we could say so is Instagram. I try to put posts on there that are informative, that can help people. But I do think that we can get a little more sucked in to 
you know, Instagram as opposed to maybe into a podcast where it's primarily entertaining and informational. Now, Facebook, on the other hand, where people are, I think, more often, oh, Instagram too, where they're talking about what they ate for dinner or showing how beautiful they are or all of the wonderful things about themselves. That where That's where it starts to get into sort of this vanity project and, you know, how many likes can you get and how many followers can you get and how many subscribers can you get? And if we're using that to determine our value or our worth, we're in trouble. Now, there are people who have thousands, hundreds of thousands of likes or visitors, like they immediately post and they get so many. I think I have 59 subscribers on my, <laughs> on my Instagram. Good, I'm like, but I get so happy when I get another one and I get sad when somebody unfollows me. Again, I don't live there. I'm able to check myself and be okay with it. But it, I it, I do feel that, that moment of joy when I get a like or a follow and that moment of sadness or insecurity when I don't. And I just can't help but think, how is this impacting young people? And we know that drug use has gone up. I mean, look at drug use has always been a problem, but there is a lot of that going on and there's suicide and a lot of people feeling, yes, sadness, people feeling really bad about themselves and judging themselves harshly. And, you know, we always talk about loving yourself. It's so important, but Sometimes when we put ourselves in the way of certain things, it makes it much more difficult. The other thing is how much time are we spending on social media? I mean, I got to tell you, I love looking at Instagram because I follow some really interesting people and the people that I follow, they're not, they're not the type of people who talk about what they ate for dinner or how happy or wonderful they are. Um, I had those and I immediately unfollow them. <laughs> like, okay, I'm not interested in that. So the ones I do follow, Tony Robbins, Brene Brown, National Geographic, like I follow some really interesting ones. I love reading the content. It's good. It's beautiful. And I can get sucked in and spend way too much time there. And it's kind of the automatic thing we do where we just grab our phone. You know, maybe we're feeling bored or we're feeling anxious or we're feeling whatever. We grab our phone. It's such a knee-jerk reaction. We don't even think about it. It's completely unconscious, us grabbing our phone. Yes. And that is something that I pride myself in. I will reach my for my phone and look at social media if I'm standing in the line at the grocery store. And I do have you know, 30 seconds to flick through Facebook, which is all I do. I flick through, just like I was saying, I look at a post for two seconds and I swipe it past. But I don't spend a lot of time on social media because I understand how much of a time suck it can be looking at it. I do occasionally look at Instagram or Facebook to see what other teachers are doing. But I am not the kind who will spend a lot hours and hours because I'm a productivity addict. That's where my addiction is. I'm not addicted to social media, thank heavens. But with my addiction, it's like, okay, if I've got five minutes, if I'm not stand, you know, standing in line, I can do something. I can t- check something off my list. I'm really lucky in that way. I do know several people who truly are addicted to social media, and I believe it distracts them from their work, their day jobs, and life. I mean, look at people who are with their friends 
And they're doing social media when they're with their friends. You see people right. who are at dinner on dates and they're not talking with each other. All the they're time. Looking at their, their iPhones. It's and you know they're checking social media. That's not because they're they're in demand for a, a gig or anything. I so. mean, either way, they're they're disconnecting from the people that are in their life in front of them, face-to-face contact, they're disconnecting and looking on their phones. And we see it all the time, not so much now, because I haven't been to a restaurant in months. But when they're, <laughs> when we were going to restaurants, I know even when you and I would go, we'd be like, look, there'd be a table with a family and every single one of them were on their phones and they mm-hmm. were not looking at each other. And it's so sad. And you do not see that in Italy. You never see that. And here you see it all the time. So it is in that way, it can be negatively impacting our relationships. And you said you were lucky. You're not lucky. You just have (laughs) created habits or you made a decision not to do that. I mean, you have good boundaries with how you spend your time. And that's the good news. Even if you find yourself automatically reaching for your phone or spending way too much time on social media, you can change that. You can just decide that you are going to have chunks of time where you do that. It's not like you should never do it, but create that space and time to do it and the times to do other things where the phone is not there. So when you are doing something, you are doing it 100%. Um, I know you talk yes. about multitasking. I mean, look at it. If you're standing in line at the market, it's not really multitasking. But a lot of people multitask. Well, I'll look at the phone while I'm doing this or while I'm doing that. Have that chunk of time where you are looking at your social media. Maybe it's once a day. Maybe it's twice a day. You know exactly when it is. You know exactly for how long you do it. And when you're with your family or your loved ones, that's what you're doing. There's no phone. There's no social media. And when you're working, that's what you're doing. And those... Chunks of time, those boundaries are especially important now during this pandemic when it it can get a little confusing for those of us who are working from home. We need those solid boundaries sometimes. But let's also talk about the beauty channels, you know, like on YouTube even. And I have got sucked into that because, oh, I find it so much fun to watch. You've got people showing you how to put makeup on. Oh my goodness. Right? So they show you how to put makeup on or they show you how to do your hair. And before you know it, you know, there's the next one and the next one and the recommended one. And it's really fascinating. And I learned so much. But again, when we have young people or even us older people watching these things, we see people who have this perfect makeup, this perfect hair, and they're doing all these things in the clothes. And we, again, are seeing a lot of unrealistic looking people. We know they spend hours. That's a good thing. We know they're not just naturally like that, but it just puts pressure on us sometimes to feel like we have to do that. You know, this whole conversation, including the beauty blogs and the desire to look as beautiful as possible with all of this makeup, putting ourselves out there in the world, it really is creating an artificial world. Because when I think back to the old days, pre-social media, we lived life fully and presently, just like what you were saying, Lori, especially in Italy, people, they're outside at the cafes, they're drinking their coffee, not looking at their iPhones, they're drinking their espresso, they're taking it in, they're looking at the sky, they're looking at the people walking by, they're fully present, they're looking at the real world. That's what we used to do. And even looking at the young people and, and people every age, looking at the beauty blogs so that they can have the perfect brows, the perfect... 
eyeliner, the perfect lips. It's fun. It's nice to look pretty every now and then. But when you make that your constant look, it's an artificial look. We're we're creating an artificial world. And it's not just social media, I don't think, that's doing this. It's all of this technology. I feel like technology is really making us lose touch with the solid re- earth and reality, which thank God we have technology now, especially on in pandemics. Thank heavens we have it. But we also are, I personally think we're relying on it way too much. There are still things that we can do while we're in lockdown or we're in isolation or social distancing that will help us participate in a real world, in a three-dimensional world and not an artificial world, like being creative or or notice, you know, what you do. You become a master at the things that you are into either baking the perfect loaf of bread with this amazing freshly ground grain all the way to making becoming a video producer you are you dive in 100% you're living it fully you're engaged that's a real life that's a real world three dimensional living I mean, not quite a master, but I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're doing spectacularly. Well, thank you for that. I'm learning. But it is what you were saying. It's not that technology is bad. We're not saying social media is bad. But it can also go too far in the other direction if we don't act consciously. It's the same thing with alcohol or food. They can be good. Uh, You know, having a glass of wine actually can benefit us in in a lot of different ways. And We need to eat. We need to eat for life to be alive. But when we do it unconsciously and in a way that doesn't work for us, it can be dangerous. And that is the same thing with social media and with technology. And that's why we're talking about this. Again, social media is fantastic when it's used consciously and to be aware of that world. And if you find yourself really sensitive to some of the ways that you feel when you're doing it. Again, if you're following somebody and you, when you look at their feeds or you look at their videos or whatever it is, you are feeling bad, then don't watch those. Watch the ones that inspire you. But I do like what you said. Like We can look at the ones who do a really good job and we could go either way. We could feel bad about ourselves going, oh, I'm, I'm not that. We could feel you know less than or we can be in awe and be inspired. I do both. <laughs> I, go, mm-hmm. I go up and down. I'll first I'll feel bad, a little bit bad, but then I'm inspired. And it is all of that. But follow the people, watch the things, listen to the things that build you up, that don't bring you down. And being very discerning and conscious about the choices and the way we spend our time is so important. And that's what we're talking about. You know, learning how to put makeup on, that's not a bad thing, but feeling like, oh, if you don't look like that or you don't put makeup on like that, then you are no longer attractive or you're not an attractive person or you're comparing yourself to people who are looking pretty perfect, then you're going to be in a bad situation. Like you cannot win from that. I was just watching last night on Netflix. There's a show called Down to Earth with Zac Efron. It's really interesting. He's traveling all over. Of course, I watched the one when he was in Sardinia. So anything that is Italian, that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to watch Italy. But Sardinia is actually one of the first blue zones. That's the guy who created the term blue zone actually lives in Sardinia. So blue zones, for those of you who don't know, are the areas in the world. There's a handful of them where people live generally to be over 100 Like that's the norm. Yeah. So we look at their lifestyle. A lot of it is food. 
Interestingly, I might be going a little off topic here, but I did find it so interesting. They eat a high carbohydrate, low protein diet. Like the opposite of what many of us wow. do. Like we've been told no carbs, low carbs. No, they eat high carbs. They don't eat a ton of them. You know, they do it in a way that's healthy, but they also have just a different lifestyle. They're around beauty. They walk and they meet and they have community. And, you know, their internet's probably not great. Um, so they're certainly not sitting on their phones or on their computers all the time. It's a very different lifestyle. So our lifestyle is really important and how we spend our time and what our environment is, which isn't just, you know, what's around us. It's who we listen to. It's who we spend time with. It's what we read and what we look at. All of those things have a huge impact on us. And I just want to encourage people to be very mindful of that and make good choices. And the reason why we're even talking about this, because I was having some struggles this week with it. I really was. He said, this is new to me. I was always, I am not going on social media. I had a Facebook account, but I never used it. I had an Instagram account. I rarely used it. I used it when we went to Italy for the women's group. I thought that would be fun so the women could look at the pictures. But other than that, I didn't really use it. So this is all new to me, and it is challenging. I mean, I really find it challenging, and I'm working through it myself. It really is a skill to not just to know how to do it, how to make the post, but also how do you do it in a way that impacts your life in a positive way, not in a negative way. I do think that the community that you are a part of in social media is very important. And and for those who are posting things that are making you feel less than or inadequate, you know, it's all about self-esteem. And Laura, you've got some very high self-esteem. But I understand. I understand we're human. I do have my insecurities. But when I was having these moments, I thought, wow. But that's what we're saying. If you are following people or you're on their feed or whatever it is, and when you look at that, you don't feel good, then don't do it. Mm -hmm. Don't follow that person. And you're yes. right about the community. That is one of the benefits of social media, sometimes at the expense of actual real contact with people. Yes. But right now, we don't have a lot of contact with people. So it is a lifesaver in some ways. And YouTube and podcast, I mean, the information that is out there, if there's anything you don't know, you just Google it and there it is. You can watch a YouTube video about it. You can hear a podcast about it. It's just really incredible. So it's fantastic if we are making conscious choices and being discerning about what we allow ourselves to be exposed to. And that's really the message of this. And I hope that this can help some people. And I think it will. And it's not new information, but I was feeling very passionate about it because I was struggling a bit. And I just thought, wow, if I'm struggling with this, I know there are many many, many, probably millions or billions of people struggling with this. And we get to choose. We get to choose who we look at, who we follow. And it's okay to not follow somebody and not look at their stuff 
if it doesn't build you up. And remember that what you're looking at is not somebody's life. You're just looking at the little bits, the highlight reels that they want you to see. And there are some really great people out there who talk about their vulnerabilities and the things that aren't so great. And hopefully I'm even doing that right now saying, Hey, I struggle with it. Um, None of us are perfect. We're all human and we all have our challenges. And again, when we can make good choices in our life, we will move through these challenges and just get better and stronger. So we're not bashing social media. We're just saying, use it in a way that works for you not in a way that is creating any kind of pain or suffering in your life. And that's the message. And I'm so glad to have you here, Melanie, and to hear some of your insights because some really great things like the being in awe as opposed to feeling bad about yourself, looking at these people and being inspired by them rather than feeling bad about yourself is such an important message. And remembering the community and the ways that we can connect in social media that can really feed us, especially now. So thank you for those insights. And it's been a pleasure having you as always. And listeners always appreciate you listening. And we will be back soon. So everybody take care and be discerning about who you're listening to and who you're watching. (laughs) Bye everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Melanie.